The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, which, by the way, you're going to be interested to know this, and you'll probably understand why in just a little bit. Uh, I'm feeling a little sunburned here. <laughs> the color is really deep today uh, on the camera. Um we're not connecting to, to Red State. So you guys were just on the video platform. This is the only place you're going to get it right now. And I got a feeling I know why that is. And because we've been connecting just fine. And uh, now we've got this issue. So uh, if it happens to connect in the middle of the show, we'll we'll see what Red State has to do. Otherwise, it's all of my friends out here in the chat room on the video platforms that we're on. Let me tell you a little bit about those. If you want to go to Sons of Liberty Radio, sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can watch the live feed there, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down right on the right. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. It's looking a little red today. I don't know why that is. Um, breaking in new computer. So yesterday you saw just the green screen. Today you've got the whole thing there. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonslibertymedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. You can also catch that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, my Periscope account at Setting Brushfires, our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL, our YouTube channel at B Dean Sons of Liberty. By the way, we're also simultaneously broadcasting on YouTube on the Setting Brushfires channel as well. Before it's news.com, every weekday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And then also, uh, Bradley comes on in the afternoons, Monday through Saturday. 3 p.m. Eastern Time, so you can catch us always there on uh, you, our, uh, beforeitsnews.com. And then also, finally, dlive.tv. Thank you to our friends over there. We appreciate you guys as well at The Sons of Liberty. Good morning to all you guys in the chat room. Uh, THCC, uh, Wycliffe, Eric, Kathy, John, Donald, T, Natalie, um, me. There I am. Brian, I am not doing a concert today, man. I was so tired last night I didn't get to read your poem. Brian has done a rendition of the Judas Priest song, You've Got Another Thing Coming, but he's made it God-honoring. He's written his own lyrics to the whole thing. And uh, I teased him that I would sing it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Matthew, good morning. Wes, and uh, there's probably some others here on the other side. Ann and Gary, Tom, and Ella. Those, those are the people that I see, and I know there are at least... 90 more of your friends online watching right now as we get started this morning. Um, so welcome and good morning to you guys. You also want to catch us on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media. Now, want to get all that out of the way, 
um, because we have a very special guest this morning. And we've got guests every day this week. Uh, you're not going to want to miss e- any, uh, any of the days this week because they're going to be very educational, uh, even from around the world. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. This morning we've got Celeste Solemn. She is an author, a former government uh, employee, uh, an organic farmer. She's trained in nursing and environmental medicine. She chronicles the space and earth conditions that triggered the rise and fall of modern ancient civilizations, calendars, and volatile economies. Uh, cycles are converging, all pointing to a cataclysmic period between 2020 to 2050 and what many scientists believe is a quote-unquote extinction-level event. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Uh, Celeste was on the inside of what's going on within our own government, um, and I'm going to let her tell you exactly what she wants to tell you because there are certain things that she wants to protect And there are certain things that she's going to share with you this morning. And so I'm going to let her determine how she does that. And with that said, all the way from, are you considered, are you considered Midwest or where are you considered there? You're in mountain time. I know that. So she's up really early. Celeste, good morning. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning, uh, Tim and America. I'm coming from the Rocky Mountains in Montana. All right. All right. Montana. Well, see, I just got my freedom documents uh, from Dr. Chuck Baldwin. Uh, yesterday, those arrived, and uh, I wanted to put that together for, for my kids, and uh, it's a pretty nice little book. You guys ought to pick it up for their they're out of print, and uh, he's out of Montana as well. Well, <clears throat> Celeste, why I brought you on, a lot of people know who you are. Um, they, they know the message that you have, and we wanted to put you out there to our audience as well, and I was hoping that we were going to get on with Red State, and the radio will not connect. And something tells me it's probably just because I put the information out about who you are and what we're fixing to do. Sometimes we have this issue uh, that they mm-hmm. want to censor that. I'm not saying that's what it is, but something tells me that's what it is. So I'm glad that you joined us this morning. Now, we've titled uh, what's going on here before and after 9-11, what the government has been plotting to come to pass uh, against, the, against the people. And I, I want you to just kind of share your story to, if you want to, you know, Go a little further with the bio and intro that I had for you. If you want to tell people a little bit more about yourself and how you got into the government and, and the things that you uncovered, and we'll just go from there. Okay, basically, um, I started out as a volunteer. I wanted to give back to my community. And so I went to Red, the Red Cross, and they have like a 30-page document, and I could not share anything about my faith. I could not pray with anybody. I could not wear any religious symbols. And I mean, this is like years ago, like in the 1990s. And so I went to emergency management and I could pray. Believe it or not, at that time, you could pray. I could share um, the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, so I I started out at the bottom level, like old fashioned America, uh, start at the bottom and work your way up. And so that's what I did. And so I was trained in many different things. Um, I've got on my articles at shepherdsheart.life and my blog, uh, you can see my uh, bio. But recently, there's been this weird development that it was just, I think, about two weeks ago that the government has considered anybody that has ever worked for the government, not just FEMA or Homeland Security, but any agency and had any information past or present. Uh, That means, you know, 
from 25 years ago. It means Viet or Vietnam vets. It means anybody that ever had government information is considered an insider threat. So they basically threatened all the insiders that have ever worked for the government that they were going after them because they consider them an insider threat. So basically, um, I have been very free about the agencies that I work for and what I did and the information that I had. None of it was classified information, and I felt like the people had the right to know. Um, but now I have to be a little more careful because people that do this type of thing either end up imprisoned or um, assassinated. So um, it is a very real threat. I have had an assassination contract put out on me once before. So I just have to be a little bit careful. I am careful with my words, but I still am going to do what I'm going to do because this day and age calls for men and women to be bold and courageous. And so Amen. that's what we need to do. So I would say that the beginning of this whole thing, um, FEMA, when I worked in the 90s, was kind of like a family. Uh, you know, you brainstorm together on your different projects. You, if somebody was moving, if somebody was getting married, you participated. But as we drew closer to 9-11, it got very militaristic. Of course, a lot of people don't realize that FEMA is part of the military. Uh, emergency management is, and of course, Homeland Security. And But it got lots more militaristic um, that, you know, you uh, that's when the lanyard wearing started. Um, there was a distinction. People wore um, clothing that designated who they were affiliated with. So that, you know, for easy um, observation during exercises or live events. And so everybody knew that something was coming. Of course, um, many of us didn't know what that was going to be. Of course, the day of 9-11, I was working. It was a very long day, very long day. I think we had our debrief hot wash like at 11 o'clock at night. And um, then, of course, it just went on and on and on. But what a lot of people don't realize is that by the next day, there were massive, massive websites that just popped up. You know, they just snapped their fingers and they away they went. And one of those was serve.gov. Um, and that was to get the American population who was rallying around the flag. We were all being herded like, like, I don't know, like goats or something um, to be very patriotic. And it was actually the corporate public private partnership that wanted to turn every sector of the American people, young, old, if you were a grocery clerk, if you were a nurse, if you were a doctor, if you were a garage attendant, if you were a farmer, they wanted to federalize everybody. And so if people can go to serve.gov, now it's called nationalservice.gov, um, but in the beginning it was just serve.gov. Uh, that tells you a lot right there because the Bible tells us that we can only have one master 
and we're not, you can serve one or you can serve the other. So the handwriting was on the wall, which I think most of us knew. Um, of course, then the Patriot Act, then there was the anthrax attack and many and many other different things. I, I would say 9-11 was very pivotal. Hurricane Katrina had many objectives. Now, my boss told me when Hurricane Katrina was just like a, a nucleus vapor out in the Gulf, um, but it was, you know, it was on our radar. And I asked my boss, was there going to be a response? Because there had been a really large response to hurricanes in Florida the year before. And she said, absolutely not. No matter what happens, there will be no response. And I thought, well, this is really strange. And so, um, and sure enough, there was disaster, chaos. Um, people thought that it, you know, it was the mayor was a bumbling idiot. No, there were certain objectives that needed to be met. Um, euthanizing the elderly, seizure of public, uh, your, of your property, uh, military in the streets. Um, there were, I would, I think I'm aware of like 20 of the different objectives and they achieved all those objectives um, at, with no public outcry. And that is part of the reason you are seeing this massive compliance and the way people are reacting with this pathogen. I'll just say pathogen because otherwise we're going to get censored. But you all know what I mean by uh, this pathogen. So it's it's been in the works. They've just been building the blocks. And when I saw, so I guess back up why I left the agencies is because I was asked to do something I could not do, which involved the imprisonment and killing of anyone that did not believe that the government was God. And so I, and they were take, not taking no as an answer. Okay. Or, let me, let me, as a, yeah, let me stop you there. You say that you, this was against anybody who didn't believe the government was God. What do you mean by that? Cause I know they probably didn't just come out and say they don't believe the government is God. They, there's gotta be something else to that. So I, let, let me just ask you, what were they, what were they telling you? Was it anybody just dissented they, with them? So that, that's what they were saying that they knew that 20% of the population um, were God fearing people. And they knew that they would not comply with the global agenda because there was already the seeds of a global agenda, um, one world government already in the works. And so they were planning and I was going, they said, showed me an organizational chart and they said, this is where you'll be in it. And my job was to lure the average American into federalizing their job. And if they did not comply then the option was imprisonment for a short time. No, there's not going to be um, long-term concentration camps like you saw in World War II, because quite frankly, this is considered a post-human world. And so um, they, they've got robotics, so they don't really need a slave labor base like they used to. And so it would just be interim um, if you were re-educationable, you might be retrained, but for the, ma the mass majority of the people, that means depopulation. Um, so they were talking about killing, especially people that did not believe that 
the government was not God. So yeah. they did say that. Okay. All right. Okay. No, I just wanted to be clear about that because sometimes, you know, we communicate mm-hmm. certain things and I, I wanted to see what was going on there. And a lot of people recognize and, and they'll say, well, this is a conspiracy theory, but you know, Celeste, we, we've got the, uh, we've got the maps. I did something on this recently with the executive orders that have been set up at the unconstitutional unlawful. They are, and they should be ignored and rejected. And the people who write them should be out of office, including the current occupant of it. And the part, the part about FEMA camps the interesting thing is they're all over the United States in every state of the union, and yet they sit there, and people go, oh, well, it's a conspiracy. Uh, well, what are they there for? I mean, nobody ever, no, no mainstream, because, it, well, I think there's a lot of mainstream useful idiots who have no clue. They're just doing, they're just reporting whatever's on the screen to report or their little, you know, soft-pedaled story that they're going to give. But the fact of the matter, they have, many of them have no clue as to how they're being used to be Judas's to the rest of us. And then you know what's going to happen when they do their job? They're going to be off right along with the rest of everybody else. But this is why I've said uh, the draft is unconstitutional. Uh, if they try to take my boys, you know what? We'll just fight the tyrants right here. I'd just soon for them, I'd just soon die alongside with them fighting the tyrants here than be sent over for to fight a, a tyrant that more than likely our country put up. Uh, and do these, and and then and then my kids die over there, away from their family, uh, for you know big corporations and politicians and uh, deep state people and all this other. <clears throat> so with that said, you see all this, and you're you're going to leave now. When when was this? When when they approached you with this, and you you actually left? What what year was that? So I think that was like 2007. Okay. All right. So since 2007, you've been out of working for uh, the people. I'm going to say working for the people because even though these agencies are unconstitutional, the people were paying your salary. You thought you were doing a service to your country and and everything. And then they started asking you to do things that conflicted with um, uh, your conscience and your your worldview and your belief system. And you said, no, I'm not going to do that. And you went and now you're organic farming and all that other stuff. We were talking the other day, you were talking about feeding your chickens, which we're looking to get chickens out here too. But you continue to write and you continue to research and you come from a different angle than a lot of people come from. And I think that's probably why people want to have you on as a guest, because you're very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. But you'll provide information at your website, shepherdsheart.life, where the other people don't have and so with that said, what I want to uh, do is I want to ask you, okay, so you talked about 9-11, you talked about Katrina, we've seen the videos of Katrina, just the National Guard coming there, disarming, you know, little grandmas who had a little revolver, and they beat her down into the, into the floor, slammed her up against the wall, and all she's there is, is to defend herself, and she's just fine being in her house, but they want to take her out of her house and throw her in that, that, oh, the filth that was going on in that stadium at the time. They want to yes. take little grandmas and throw them in there instead of just letting them live in peace. And uh, they're using force against them. This is why, people, we talk about the gun sales that go on, but nobody's talking about who's buying those guns and for what purpose. And we saw the couple down there in St. Louis. You know, thank God they were armed, but my goodness, they need some training on that. Um, so Celeste, what happened after 2007? What, what did you start? What were you seeing? So what you're saying is all this stuff that you were confronted with, you see that actually playing out here in the here and now, not just under Barack Obama. See, we're, we're removed from him. I want people to get that. You're seeing it play out even under the Trump administration, right? 
Yes, um, but the route goes back that I can clearly see, and I have been documenting it for decades, is um, back to the United Nations. And there was something called the Terrestrial Animal Health Code. And there's also one for vaccinations and diagnostics that was introduced to the American people from the United Nations through our federal government down to our states on October 31st, 2005. And it had three pillars. One, to um, all private property would become owned by the federal government. The second part pillar was that all all biological life on that property had to be electronically identified. And third, that there would be 24-7 surveillance. Now, at first it was called uh, the National Animal Identification System. Um, there was an uproar. There were a core of people in each state that uh, fought it. I was amongst those. We had uh, fierce clashes in all of our state capitals across the United States. Every single state had it. We were in all the media. We were on talk shows. Matter of fact, I was on Coast to Coast with George Norrie about the situation and Catherine Albrecht. And so um, we fought, but it wasn't on the people's radar. And even though we brought the attention to it, it people, it seemed very far removed at that point. Global governance seemed very far away. Um, but basically, what it did when you federalized private property, and we're seeing this playing out right now, which is why I bring it up, um, because you need to know the backstory so you can appreciate what you're going through right now, is that you each private property um, was to be federalized if it had potential to earn $1,000. Anybody, even living in an apartment, even if you're renting, has potential. Not that you're making $1,000 and then that property would be federalized. It would get a country code. Um, so this was happening around the world. And you, your property then became an asset of the United States government. And if the United States government ever defaulted, then your private property could be used as collateral and sold off. So you're basically the caretaker. You're reduced from being a property owner to a caretaker in this, in this under this program. And of course, they said it was voluntary at first. And then of course, all electronic, oh, so I before I move on, um, during that, uh, so it, on your house title, it would put the government in the first position and you would be moved to the second position. Because like I said, you're just a caretaker. Then we move on to the electronic identification. At that point, it was the RFID chip. And, you know, they said, oh, it's just applicable to animals. And, you know, that's what this terrestrial animal health code is all about. Um, it's a 1,500-page living document. It changes every May. And so, and this has been going on since 2005. Now it's like nanoparticles and also your blood. Um, Rockefeller has a, a program called Barcode for Life that every 
um, person, every species um, has to be into the quantum computer with their blood type um, so that they can be managed. Um, and some species will be allowed and other species will not be allowed. And so that, so now we're kind of seeing that in the old days, you could take out a RFID. Let's say you got an RFID um, either in yourself or your dog or cat. You said, this isn't cool. They cause cancer or, or it's induced cancer. Um, so people would get them cut out. But this new um, nanoparticle with the hydrogel or quantum dot, basically it gets, this is really important for people to realize, and this is what's coming with this corona vaccine, is that it gets injected into your body. And once it's in there, it has these nanoparticles that self-assemble and they have payloads. And then they start to fuse into your tissue. It fuses to your cells, it fuses to your ligaments, it fuses to your organs, it fuses to your bones, and it grows. But that's not the most horrifying thing. The most horrifying thing is that you become your own computer interface. You become one with the quantum computer, with global government. And it is those little nanobots inside your body are reporting to the government every single thing you do, that's where you where you are, what you're eating, what you're drinking, are you taking supplements, are you taking medications mm. according to the way they dictate, um, have you had your vaccinations, um, everything. So Lance, um, let, me, let me interject one thing because some people are going, wait a minute, this is going to interface us with computers and world government and all this other stuff. I would encourage people, and I've sent a message to a lady by the name of Dana, and I forget her last name, but she did a video called The Solu the, the Solution They Don't Want Us to Know About. And I think you can find that on uh, YouTube. Um, she's a pretty popular YouTuber. And she had a, um, a guy who was a doctor who understood what they were doing with, I believe it's heart. That's what they were using. And heart was control somehow controlling some of these nanoparticles. And they actually had um, microscopic pictures of these things. They 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 would spray the the stuff from the air the people breathe them in they get in their lungs and then when they cough if they don't spit the stuff out they swallow it and these things these particles are actually activated by your stomach acid and they turn in i mean under the microscope they look like little balls of hair but they move they're it's like they're um it's almost like they're alive and i know they're being controlled obviously but uh, this was some of the things, and this was why they recommended taking apple cider vinegar. This was something to get to, get, to help deal with that if you if you have them. Um, and there was a the guy even said take a small pinch, just a pinch, a borax of all things. Now Donald Trump, to his credit, has talked about people taking disinfectants. He didn't mean spray Lysol down your throat. But we've talked about chlorine dioxide. This guy was mentioning borax, just a pinch of it in a big glass of water, um, and and that would help take away some of this stuff that they're trying to use on us because a lot of this isn't even them coming to you and saying, Hey, we'd like to do this to you. And we, and you say no to that, you know, like a vaccine, they're doing it through you to you through the air without your consent. They're acting criminally. And this is something we're probably going to get into next week. Cause Celeste is going to be back with us next Tuesday. And we're going to talk about the fact that the Nazis really didn't lose. 
they came to the United States. They went to Argentina. They went to all these other places. And what we're seeing is a global fascism, which the president is actually pushing. You mentioned public-private partnerships. That was going on in the Bush years. Um, and I pointed people to uh, the statue of Lincoln at Lincoln Memorial. He's got the fascists on on the on the on the hand, uh, you know, on the arms of the cherry sitting in. You people can see it if you want to see it, or you can think he's the greatest president that the U.S. has ever had, which is a lie. We've already covered that too. Last Friday, he was a Marxist, and he had Marxists in his administration. He was the great tyrant. He was not the greatest president. Uh, sorry to get off on that, Celeste, but I'm letting people know what we're going to move to next week. But with re- with regard to this, you're talking about the vaccine. You're talking about things that come here. You sent me a um, image here uh, from the World Economic Forum, which Donald Trump is a part of, by the way, people. Okay? Uh, those of you who are saying, uh, well, he's not a globalist. He's America first. Okay, yeah, keep buying that if that's what you want to do. But this is a strategic intelligence is what you've got. And this is tied with COVID-19. And you want to tell people, I'm going to bring this up on the screen. You want to tell people a little bit about what's going on with that because you mentioned the quote-unquote pathogen. And some people don't distinguish between uh, coronavirus and COVID-19, which is a disease. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you got going on here uh, in this image? So basically, because of my training, I knew when this broke out in China that it was going to go global. And so I then... I have certain sources that I go to and, you know, it's just like going around the garden, you know, you have to check your garden out. And so I went to the world economic forum and there in January, early January, I, well, mid January, I saw what I had were all the plans that I worked on um, all those years um, right in front of my face where the coronavirus was the tool or the implement to disrupt all of the whole world and to inject the global governance. So that was its, its tool. And we've had the first wave. Now we're about ready to enter the second wave and life as we know it will never be normal again. So, you know, you got to look, I mean, every single facet from religion to how we shop to how things are manufactured, how we interact with everybody. So there's a couple of really interesting things that, so uh, before I get into that. So this was at, when I discovered it in January, it was 200 levels deep. Um, Now it is 250 levels. And that was the last time that I checked. Um, so it is very deep. Um, so when I was working on plans, because that was something that I did um, at my job, uh, I kept looking at ways to exploit it, to slow down global governance. And I, and I was just very disheartened at the time because it was layer upon layer upon layer, and I could see no way to breach it. So when people ask me, can we roll this back? Can we stall it some way? I'm sorry, in the words of Jesus, these things must come to pass. And we're at that day, we're at that season. And I wanna encourage each one of you out there, you were born for such a time as this. You have the tools, you have the armor of God. Um, You've got a brain, at least at this point, um, 
take care of your brain if you can um, by eating clean food and clean living and spiritual um, maturing. And so it's it's been it was a real shock to see this coming about and that how easily the American people, the most independent people probably in the world just capitulated. I mean, I live in the a rural, no, you know, it's a blanket town. It has a post office. It has like a gas station. Like it's like a 7-Eleven, but it's not a 7-Eleven. And just in the last week, as we're gearing up for round two, I mean, round one wasn't too bad. We had raiders from the city come and it, the city's like three hours away here. Um, but they came and cleaned out this little store, you know, so they they had people that were outsiders just call in. But now it looks like Nazi Germany. Um, I just went there and that just happened in the last week. Um, I'm seeing a real clamp down. If you think that uh, wave one was restrictive, just wait till round two. Um, well, the, things- the, let me let me interject this. Some of, uh, Katrina has made mention of uh, unplug the TV. You know what? If you want to get rid of coronavirus and COVID-19, yeah, unplug your TV. And that includes Fox News for the, you guys still watching controlled opposition Fox News. Unplug that stuff. OK, just get rid of it. Um, because the reality is, is like what Celeste is saying, they know us probably better than many of us know ourselves. They've been studying us and watching us for years. They know what it takes. They know what it takes to just pull our trigger, don't they, Celeste? I mean, they've been working on this for a long time. They've got plans in place. Most of us just want to live our lives and say, government, just do what we to- what we authorize you to do and nothing else. And instead, what we've done is we've neglected our duty to be vigilant. We've neglected our duty to hold uh, representatives and bureaucrats accountable to the law. And when I say the law, look, I know the Constitution says it's the supreme law of the land. The law of God is higher than the Constitution. This prison system we're in is a joke. Uh, it is it is there to enrich people. It is part of socialism. It is there to steal your money, to hold your property hostage in order to keep up murders and kidnappers and um, all kinds of people who should be taking a dirt nap once they're convicted. Uh, it's there to uphold them, and you're the hostage to it. You're the slave to it, whether you call yourself free or not. That's what's going on. And so, Celeste, this this information is pretty pretty powerful, especially this strategic intelligence. Um, can we talk specifically about this? Because I think mm-hmm. with what you saw before, what are the things here? Because you've got within this, you've got all these nations around. They're using COVID-19, which, I, you know, we, we had Dr. Andrew Kaufman on the other week. And he said, I've looked at all the stuff. The stuff doesn't add up. The scientific papers. People are trying to debunk him. People are trying to discredit him and saying things about how much he charges. Well, the guy spends a lot of time doing what he's doing. He's very knowledgeable in things. And he, the point he was saying was, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the documentation, he said, I can find no evidence of any new disease. I can't find any evidence of it. We talked with Carl Schwartz. He said that uh, as far as COVID, what he's seen out of it, uh, this allegedly COVID, you know, the COVID toes and all this other stuff, the breathing. He said, this reminds me more of people who've, come in contact with anthrax than anything else. That's what he said. 
I don't know any of it. I'm, I'm trusting, especially with Dr. Kaufman, I'm trusting what he said because he's read the scientific papers and things of that nature. What are you seeing here with this strategic intelligence from the World Economic Forum? Can you walk people through some of that? You've got about eight points around the COVID-19 and then the nations around it. Can you, can you walk people through some of that? So basically there's 18 uh, platforms with COVID as the catalyst to change the world into global a global fasc- one world fascist uh, state. Um, so that, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory if people go to the World Economic Forum in Davos. Um, they can, you can see it for yourself. I do have a video series where I walk you through everything that they're doing, all of this, the um, different steps and and the planks. I think what it's it's really important to realize that it, at least from my studies and information that COVID or the SAR, this SARS coronavirus is a real virus. It is a weaponized virus. It did was released from a Wuhan lab um, along with a plant destroyer. Uh, by uh it's actually a water mold and it actually took out the plants in my uh, i had 15 year old trees indoors in my house and they died uh, they were perfectly healthy and at the time of the release uh they died uh so i believe that this is to usher famine into the world and get rid of many people um i did put up a link to nextstrain.org, and you can look with your own eyes several different interesting things. One, the different coronavirus, there were different coronaviruses that were released in different parts of the world, and it's color coded so you can tell. Um, so explore that website, and you can see that what hit the United States, one did not come from China. It, it did not hit Washington state first. It basically came from, I, I think, I mean, it doesn't have a, a, a arrow to it, but it appears to be the new Plum Island facility in Manhattan, Kansas, um, that they moved unconstitutionally from offshore, um, off of New York into the heart of America. And that is a new bioweapon facility operated by Department of Homeland Security and Academia, and that's where that started. Another thing that you're going to see is this virus contains MERS, SARS, the coronavirus, HIV. Um, There were about seven different um, facets or sides. Uh, I look at it like a gemstone kind of, not in a beauty way, but just that it has facets. Um, So there's about seven things that were put together that would not ordinarily come together. I mean, maybe you might get two together, but not seven. And also it comes from about seven different animals, like the pangolin. I mean, a pangolin, really? Um, Bats, that's what uh, snakes. That's why you hear this. Now to understand this, 
in context, everybody talks about event 201, Bill Gates. I'm sure you've heard about that pandemic exercise. There was actually a more insidious pandemic exercise the year before, and it was called Cladex. And it was a, a pandemic exercise run by John Hopkins. I provided you the link. People can look it up. You can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up, you know, just in your favorite search engine. Why do I say it's more dangerous? Be this is, and I even found, it, you, you can't make this stuff up. And even yesterday, I just discovered something new. So for 10 years, they knew, uh, the powers that be knew that there was this convergence of cycles, earth cycles, cosmic cycles, spiritual cycles, most cultures and religions believe that we're in the last cycle. And we have entered in scientific evidence, the sixth extinction level event. And so they were, um, I've lost my train of thought. Not enough coffee, I guess. That's, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Now, here's the thing. I, I will tell you this. Um, I am not a last days kind of guy. Um, I believe there's judgment and America may or may not survive that. Uh, you know, God has been merciful to his people. He always a remnant yeah. of his people. He does. He does spare. But you know what? We're in the midst of this, too. And this is why we can't just point the finger at everybody else. We've got to point the finger at all of us that we have allowed this. And you're pointing things like John Hopkins. I mean, my goodness, these are the knuckleheads who put out the um, model that spoke about uh, how many millions of people were going to be killed by coronavirus. And then when they were, when we wrote a report on it, it said, they said 15 million people. They said, oh, we didn't, we didn't predict that. No, you didn't use the word prediction, but you built a model that predicted that. And I don't know why you build a model if you're not trying to predict what's going on so you can you know, go against that, even though now we know what they were doing was they're blowing up the numbers. They've inflated the numbers. They've done all this stuff. Now, this leads me to another question. And this is something you haven't brought about. So we're going to hit all the dots that will get us censored. Celeste. Um, and that is 5G. 5G continues to be laid in the ground and the towers, the masks go up all over the world. While people are on their quote-unquote lockdown, I mean, in South Carolina, we barely even had anything. Uh, we're we're sort of one of those states that should we we should have been a state that says we're not going to do anything. Uh, instead, we got you know Mister uh, who, who showed himself to be a fascist himself, Mister Essential Non-Essential Governor McMaster down there, uh, saying that uh, you can open up certain dining rooms and stuff like this if you wear a mask and all this stuff. It's going to cause all kinds of health problems. Anyway, I was speaking with um, my kids' human resource person yesterday and I was I was saying why doesn't somebody come up and challenge this and say give me some scientific evidence that any of this stuff's going on but the bible tells us Celeste, I don't want to leave people hopeless cuz I don't believe in that right let's stop sitting back and quit with this thing of just protest I encourage the protest I really do people you need to gather all your people that you know and you need to put the fear of God in these people with the numbers in protesting these governors and mayors doing what they're doing that's unlawful, it's tyrannical. But quit buying the lie that voting Trump 2020 or Biden 2020 or Republican or Democrat is going to solve the problem. Only you are going to solve the problem when you repent. You people who name the name of Christ. You know, you mentioned 20% are God-fearing. You know, we get the statistics that say 70, 80% say they're Christian. Well, what does that mean to some people? I think what you're saying there, 20% might even be a high estimate in this day and age. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but, it, you know, the Bible always calls the people of God, the people of God to repent. Why? Because they know who God is. They know what God, or they, they're supposed to know what God has said. And when the people leave off God, uh, I talked about this earlier in the week, when they forget God, the Bible says, how is he supposed to bless a people in a land of forgetfulness? We've got young people coming out now. We had a video this week from Campus Reform. Young people who don't even know what July the 4th represents. And it's, it's well, in this day and age, some of it's their fault, but it's the fault of the parents for not passing on what God has done in our history. And so here we are at this place. You're sharing with us all this stuff. And to be honest, it's quite fascinating because, and, and exciting at the same time, and I don't mean by what these guys are doing, because I'm expecting what God is going to do through me, through you, through the people who are listening. I'm excited because my Bible tells me that Jesus is on the throne, 1 Corinthians 15, and he is subduing all of his enemies under his feet, and he'll do so until the last day. And so instead of being you know, pessimistic about something. I'm very optimistic about the gospel and about what King Jesus does because that's what our fathers did. They said our appeal is to heaven. It is not to Donald Trump. It is not to uh, the Republican Party or, you know, any of this other political things. We speak about politics because the Bible is full of politics. All of the Old Testament prophets preached politics. People return to the law. People return to the law. You've departed wickedly from your God. This government has become a beast. It says, you, you were mentioning earlier, it says, if you don't acknowledge us as God, then we're just going to off you. We're got, we got the power of life and death. And that's not true. That's what they mean to intimidate. They're trying to replicate Rome here. And they're trying to intimidate the people. And we need to give them a message of hope. The Bible tells us over and over and over, do not fear. Do not fear, for I am with thee. Jesus said he would be with us uh, to for his disciples at the end of the age. And the Bible tells us that Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means he'll be with us too. He isn't dead. He's sitting on the throne. You go, well, where is he right now? Well, he's letting things happen because you're letting things happen. I'm letting things happen instead of standing up, exposing the work of darkness, as we say, in, or as it says in Ephesians 5. And, you know, Celeste, you, you've talked about people um, putting hits out on your life. Um, that's got to be God protecting you with guys who are trained people to kill people and do these kinds of things. That's got to be something attributable to God that you're still alive. And I understand you want to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And that's why you want to be careful with your words. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. But you're giving people enough information so that they can do something about it. We're not telling people so they can be scared. We're telling people so they can go do something. We're not here to push fear porn on people. We want to give you the information so that you can start calling it out. So it's not just Celeste's voice. It's not my voice. It's it's everybody's voices. And when the voices come out, the cockroaches scatter. And we have to deal with those who are doing these unlawful criminal things. And the Bible gives us a way to do it, folks. It really does. Some of you won't like the way it is, but that's how God says to do it. And and I appreciate your courage to come out and do that, Celeste. I, I just I wanted to give a rant there because of the information you're giving, because I know some people are just saying, well, you're just scaring us. You're, no, I'm not scaring you. Celeste isn't scaring you. We aren't scared. Uh, we're concerned, obviously, for our future. But we want to help people see what's going on so they can act, not so they can cower in fear, but so they can act. And if we join together, guess what? There's a whole lot more of us than there are of them. There really are. There really is. Go ahead, Celeste. 
So in the Bible, it tells us that we are going to do mightier exploits than even Jesus himself. And so this is the time. And we're also the bride of Christ. We are getting our, we should be preparing our, our, our soul, our spirit, our body, our mind for the wedding supper of the Lamb. And that is really exciting. And I don't know about you, but any wedding that you have ever been involved in is a stressful event. I mean, the bride is bridezilla, you know. So we, you know, there the dress isn't right. You got to worry about the food, this and this and this. So what we're talking about right now, you have to put in, just think of it is you are preparing your your whole being for eternity with Jesus Christ. You are the bride and this is a stressful time, but you are going to grow. You're going to mature. It isn't scary because you've got the most powerful advocate, the person that has created all of creation at your side. He has your back. And so it's just use it as a learning time, a time to get on your face in repentance, increase your prayer time fast, get into the word, hide that word in your heart that you might not sin against the holy God. And you're going to do just fine. Is it going to be easy? No, quite frankly, our lives have been disrupted. They're not going back to normal, but that's a good thing. When we're normal, when we're affluent and fat, um, we're lazy. Quite frankly, we get lazy. In America, we've been lazy personally and as a country. And so now it's time to get on our face, get down to real uh, so that we can be that spotless bride for the wedding supper of the lamb. And I'm really excited about that. Well, I am too. I am too. And yet there's still a fight here. Some Somebody has said life now is sort of boot camp. Uh, we're fixing to graduate uh, as we go out. And this is why I don't I don't pay much attention to when people get into last day stuff, because I'm like, you could drop dead tomorrow and you're going to meet God. Uh, I could do the same thing. We're not promised the next breath that we breathe. And so we want to give people uh, the tools so they can fight the good fight of faith. One is the word of God, the armor of God, as you talked about before, uh, with prayer and the gospel, um, the shield of faith and all of these kinds of things. We want to we want to prepare people with that. And then we want them to to go out because. You know, Celeste, I don't, when we talk about uh, the censorship that goes on the platforms, those platforms are Jesus's. You know what I mean? We're not to, we're the king's kids. We're not to be at the table begging scraps. That table is our daddy's. It's our father's. And we don't go to the table and say, hey, uh, you're at my dad's table. Couldn't I have a piece of bread? No. We go, what are you doing at my dad's table? You're not of my daddy. I mean, like Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. Um, you get away from the table and you let the king's kids determine what's going on. But the king's kids have to stand up and they've got to say, look, this is not right. We're not trying to lord it over people, but we are. We say it on the show all the time. What we're centered around is not a political party, but the law. If you're not centered around the law, the real law, then you're an enemy to the law, to America, to the people, to God. You're, you're, you've made yourself an enemy there. And this is what we call people back to. It's not because we hate them. It's because we love them, just like we do with our kids. When they act up, when they do things that are wrong, we discipline them. And so we want to do the same thing. And Celeste, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this with the people. I know you've got tons more that you could tell tell us about in your time 
Uh, and maybe we can have you on a couple of times if you want to do that. We'd love to do that. But I want to give you time. Tell people where they can find out more about you. And you guys, be sure to let people know um, that next Tuesday, Lord willing, we're going to bring Celeste back on to talk about the fact that the Nazis really didn't lose, like you've been told in your history books, like all the other lies you've been told in history. They really didn't lose. They came over here, and a lot of what we're seeing right now is the result of Mr. Bush, Prescott Bush, and his little Operation Paperclip bringing these guys over here. A lot of what you're seeing now is the result of that. So let's tell people where they can find out about you, where they can connect with you, and all these all these kinds of things now. Okay, so you can find my articles on my blog at shepherdsheart.life. And then I do have um, a Patreon um, community, which is at patreon.com, and it's Shepherd's Heart Farm. And if you join up, I do a lot of inside things, videos that are not uh, for the public, um, articles, things I find interesting. One-on-one, we have a community gathering, a Zoom meeting um, once every Tuesday night. So tonight we will have our Zoom meeting and everyone is welcome. And that helps to support me because my husband was killed under kind of mysterious circumstances three years ago. So Um, I do need to have support so that I can continue getting the word out and doing what I do. Now, Celeste, real quick before we go, you mentioned the issue with your husband. Was that, uh, you say mysterious, was that, do you think that was some kind of an intimidation tactic against you yourself? Um, Yes, I I believe so. Um, It it came out of the blue. Um, It was an accident. Highway patrol ruled out everything. Uh, the autopsy showed he had the organs of a young man, no sign of disease. The talk screen came back clean, which, of course, I knew. And um, it just was a divine appointment. And personally, as a believer, I know that um, the good Lord knew the day of David's birth and the day of his Amen. death. Amen. So even if there was foul play, nefarious people, um, only Jesus holds the keys to life and death. So it was David had finished yep. his time here. Mm. And although I miss him terribly, um, there were certain things that I couldn't do as a wife. You know, I would spend a lot of time attending to our farm and my husband. And um, now I'm here on the front lines. Well, um, I, I am sorry to hear about your husband. At the same time, uh, people, let's, let's remember Celeste in our prayers. And we appreciate your courage. Uh, I pray that God would continue to give you that, to continue to protect you and to make you bold. You know, the Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. And that's what we want here at the Sons of Liberty. We want bold people to step out and to tell people what's going on and to encourage them to do what's right before God. Celeste, thank you so much for, for being up so early and uh, spending and looking at me through a funny camera <laughs> On my on my computer. We appreciate you very much. Uh, looking forward to next Tuesday when we talk about the Nazis and your research on that. Guys, 23 hours will be back with you. Rotten to the Core Wednesday. We're going to have the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor on exposing more of the fascism in government, quote-unquote, education and indoctrination. See ya.